The scripture reading for today is from Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. Please follow along in your phones, the bulletin, or physical Bible if you have it with you. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all to the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was to Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law of my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Amen. So today's speaker um, is a man who, who needs no introduction, Pastor Won-J Hudson. All right, praise the Lord. Let's, uh, let's pray. Can we pray together? Let's pray as the, as the body of Christ. Let's, let's come before the Lord. Thank the Lord. Oh, Father, thank you. Father, uh, we come before you as your people. And again, we are reminded uh, of your, uh, just of your goodness over us. And God, we pause this day uh, as one body uh, to honor, to worship you, to enter in uh, before you. So Lord, will you, will you speak to us today? Will you encourage the hearts of your people, unify your church, Father? Remind us of our call, the vision that you have called us to be uh, part of this, uh, this local body here. Uh, so we are so thankful, each and every person, all our children, the family of God that you have gifted us with. God, remind us again and again, Father, remind us that we will be thankful, we will be grateful, and we will go forth with courage. So, Lord, would you speak to us? And as we come before your word, may your Holy Spirit uh, really, again, just uh, unify, captivate us, Father. And we're so thankful and grateful in all things. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Once again, we want to just welcome everyone uh, to our uh, joint service. We don't... uh, get to do these joint services too often, but every time we do it, I mean, I, I just personally, again, just like Danny, love the energy that, that we have, and just, it's like an awakening. I was like, wow, I forget how, how powerful this is. You know, when the people of God, we come together, and, and we express our love for the Lord, and to pray, and to worship, and to, and to laugh, and to have fellowship, uh, I think this is what it was meant to be, what, what a church is. You know, if you really think about it, think, imagine, you know, the church in Acts, the first early church. 
I don't think they had like Sunday school or youth ministry, right? Definitely didn't because I know historically Sunday schools and children's ministry, youth groups started actually in the early 1900s. So for the thousands of years or hundreds of years uh, in the church, we, we all always worshipped intergenerationally. Our families, children, everybody was in it together because we benefit from each other. Right? Even from adults, as we watch and observe the children and, and people who are a little bit older than us and younger than us, it benefits, and we, we grow together. So this is an honor for, for, for us, for me, the church. This is awesome. Uh, today, uh, quickly, we're going to talk about a passage from Joshua and how uh, God is leading uh, Joshua and the people of God into this new land, into this new land. And uh, as uh, our elder Chun mentioned, uh, we are... In the season of transition here at New Mercy, uh, the Lord has really given us this new vision to, to, to seek Him and to struggle through and to continually uh, be anchored upon Him as He opens doors and leads us out uh, into the next, hopefully, 10, 20 years. So we're in that season of transition, and we, are, we really need you, especially all of you who, who love New Mercy, who call New Mercy as your home, uh, to come together and, and let us pray together. Let us seek the Lord together in this season. And I think that's the most important, significant thing. They say that uh, life, uh, there are moments where a single or a simple act of courage triggers something and brings something special. I think often, if you think about it, even for in my life, I think those defining moments in my life are usually about a simple just act of courage, or sometimes I, I fail to, uh, but it's like a choice and a decision that I often I come, be, come, come along where I have a choice or an opportunity to step in with courage and faith, and God really triggers something special. And definitely later on, I, I look back and say, wow, that was a huge moment. And the expression of faith through in courage that really does something and triggers something. But I think if we think about it in history too, right, just as a human history, most of these defining moments are about courage, you know? You know, we hear stories of like Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks and, you know, like, you know people who in the midst of difficulties and challenges that come their way, they, they anchor themselves and they express courage, right? They, they step in. And express courage. I think those are the moments that really trigger something, whether they know it or not at that time. But as we look back in history, wow, that was a special moment. And as they uh, responded with this courage, with courageous yes or no, or stand up against something, or or actively going forward, that triggers something. And I think something special really comes out of it. I heard a story, as I was doing research, I read this story. Uh, I had no idea, but they say that during the Nazi occupation, you know, during World War II, the only country that uh, increased in number of their Jewish population, so before 19, in the 1940s, you know, the Nazis started coming and really exerting their power, and a lot of, we know the story, you know, a lot of Jews were uh, executed. But there was one country in Europe, they say that the number of Jews actually increased before and after World War II. 
I have no idea. And they say it's the country of Bulgaria. Country of Bulgaria, they say that in the beginning of uh, the Nazi occupation, that they had approximately uh, 48,000 Jews living in Bulgaria at the time. But it's the only country after World War II, they actually had 50,000 Jews, more Jews. So historians uh, did some research and they traced back. And what was so fascinating was there were these moments and instances where people would courageously stand up uh, against the Nazis, right, against these special the secret service. Uh, and those moments were triggering other people from their country, Bulgarians, to stand up. And they said, actually, there are, uh, Bulgaria is known to have uh, a people actually blocking, you know, starting blockades with, with these cargo. As the cargo trains would come to load up Jews, people would just, just have blockades going. And all these things would take place. And there was a, one bishop. His name was Bishop Kuril. Kuril, I, I hope I'm butchering his name. Kuril, and he said that there was this one day, March 10th, 1941, where he and about 300 of his church people would go uh, to, the, to the yard where there were these uh, boxcars set up, about 10 boxcars set up to take about 8,000 Jews to concentration camps. And on that day, uh, Bishop Kuril went and literally took 300 of his men and, and basically stopped the Nazis from taking the Bulgarian Jews. And that starts this trigger. And throughout the whole country and throughout the times of the Nazi uh, power period and during the World War II, they have no record of massive masses of Bulgarian Jews ever going to concentration camps. I mean, it's incredible. One country in Europe. Because, again, life is about those, those moments, defining moments, where we're given an opportunity, whether we're going to step in, in courage, or we cower. And we have no idea at that moment, when it's happening, what implications this is going to have. We have no idea. But when we look back in history, all those defining moments in history is like that. Those are moments of courage. Right? As people step in, as people say no or yes. Right? Those difficult, challenging situations, how we respond, it makes all the difference. As I was thinking about this, I think courage, in one sense, simply I think faith is courage. I think simply for me, often I, I could kind of, I could see this. Faith is sometimes simply it's courage. A lot of our, those faith moments is basically whether we express, it, express our faith in courage or not. What does it mean to faith? What does it mean to have faith? It's, it's basically, it's, it's often it's courage. Today, the passage uh, from Joshua chapter 1, Israelites are going through a massive transition. I think this is per, maybe perhaps the, the biggest and the greatest transition we see in the Bible, I think. The great Moses is dead. That's how chapter 1 starts off. God coming and telling Joshua, Moses, the servant, is dead. Now you, Joshua, you need to take over. You know, kind of like in sports, there's this whole thing, next man up, next man up is Joshua. And Joshua is given this, this, this challenge, a moment, a season, where is he going to step up, step in with courage, or is he going to cower? 
And to this, in this, in this section, three times, God reminds Joshua why he can be bold, how he, why he can have courage, right? And today, simply, I'm just going to share with us these three points that we see today in chapter 1, 1 through 9. Three times, I don't think never, ever in any other uh, parts of the Bible, we see uh, God emphasizing courage and someone to be bold and to be strong uh, this many times. We see in this short nine verses, three times God emphasizes to Joshua, Joshua, be strong and be courageous. Joshua, be strong and be courageous. Joshua, be strong and be very courageous. And he gives three, three reasons or three, uh, uh, three uh, reasons why he should. Okay, number one, first time we see uh, verse 6. God tells Joshua, be strong and be courageous. I will give you what I promised Moses. You will lead these people to the land that I swore to their ancestors, your ancestor Abraham. Basically, first reason why we should be courageous, we should be bold, why we should step in with courage. God reminds Joshua, Joshua, remember that I am your faithful God. Remember that I am your faithful God. I have been there. I am here with you now. They're, by the way, they're, where are they right now? They came out of Egypt. Then they were in the desert for how long? 40 years. And they're right at the cusp of the Jordan River, about to cross into the promised land. Moses takes them out, but Moses actually never experiences the promised land. And Deuteronomy, at the end of Deuteronomy, Moses dies, passes away. Then the mantle of leadership comes upon Joshua. And Joshua kind of, you know, he was a great general. But we could, we could see from the, this, this passage that there was definitely fear inside of Joshua. I mean, he had to lead millions of men, millions of men and women and children into the promised land. And to this, again, God speaks, Joshua, be bold, be strong. These are those, this is those, these are those def- defining moments. Step in with courage. The first reason God reminds him, because remember who I am. Remember my faithfulness. That I am a God who will finish what I have started. You know, throughout Scripture, uh, many times God uh, talks about remembering. Remember me. Remember me. I am the God who took you out of Egypt. I think because as just as a human being, you know, we're so self-focused. We so quickly, as our circumstances change, we forget about the goodness of God. No? Amen? Yes. Amen. You know, like I see this in, in my children. I don't want to talk about my kids too much. But when they're younger, now they're old and awesome and amazing and, you know, cool. When they're, when they're younger, when they're children, I still remember, you know, I'll take them to, as a good father, take them to Toys R Us. Now it's gone, right? Toys R Us. And I remember, like, taking, like, when they're, like, this young, taking them to Toys R Us, and, hey, you guys are awesome. You guys can pick one toy, anything you want. And they'll go, ah, we'll go walk around. I don't even know if they remember. I, I did this. I was a good father. You know, do this. Then, uh, then, you know, often, like, they'll pick, and sometimes they'll pick, like, gum. It's like, yeah, awesome. Gum is good. I'm thinking, wow, saving money, awesome. You know, gum is awesome, you know, whatever. So you pick. Then they're so happy. They're like, wow, you're the best father. Appa, I love you in Korean. You know, I love you. You know, it's so awesome. Then we're in the van. We were all happy. We come home. I'm good. I'm an awesome father. Then dinner time. We're eating dinner. Hey, can you finish your vegetables? I hate you. <laughs> ah, so quickly. I mean, we're, like, we're just like children. God, throughout our years, faithful, good, good father. 
today I want you to pause, if we may. I want you to really think back. Where do you come from? Where, where do we come from? Remember your stories. How have you arrived here today? All the years. I mean, good and bad. God takes all that, and he's been taking all that, and informing something, making into something amazing and beautiful, and it's not finished. He's, this more is coming. But over the years, the faithfulness of God, and God is speaking to the Israelites, remember, I, just like I was with Moses, what I have done, you've seen the exodus. You've seen my power and awe and my love for, for my people. You've seen all those years, 40 years of my faithfulness. Manna and all the you know, protection and the, the wars and the battles. I was there. That same goodness, my same commitment over your life, I'm going to have that over you. I'm not only a God of the past, but I'm the God of the present and the future. I, I am with you. Remember me because I will finish. I will finish. I will finish what I started. That's the first reason why we can be, as the people of God, strong and be bold and be courageous, especially when those moments come. When those moments come, we have a choice. It's an opportunity. Are we going to step in with courage and boldness in the name of the Lord? Or are we going to just kind of back off? Verse 7, second time, God comes back. Be strong and be very courageous. Remember the book of the law. Obey the word. The promises of God. Be strong in them. Basically, God comes to Joshua the second time. He tells Joshua, again, be strong, be courageous. And remember my ways. Trust in my ways. Now, whenever, whenever uh, first time I read this, I felt like God is saying, remember my laws. Do things this way or else. But I don't think that's the tone of this, this second, be strong and courageous, this passage. The tone is more like, I have given you something that is, that is almost like a key. The way that life should be, you have it. It's the promises of mine. It's the law of God. It's the word of God. It's the scriptures. We have it. You know my ways. Trust in my ways. If you do things my ways, you can be bold and be strong. So he's telling Joshua, Joshua, remember, all those years you, you saw what happened to Moses. And as Moses obeyed and followed, was faithful in my, to my laws. Just like I, how I was with Moses, I will be with you. Don't waver. Follow me. Trust in my ways. You know, I love Joshua. I, I think I love Joshua more than Moses or David even, honestly. You know, um, so one commentator actually wrote that Joshua was not an exciting person, right? He's kind of commenting on the life of Joshua. And true, if you study, read the book of Joshua, Joshua was not a flashy person. You know, he, he said he's not an exciting person. As far as we can tell, he had really just, he was a straightforward man. He had no great real sins or anything too exciting. But one thing about Joshua is what? He was faithful. He was obedient. He really took this to heart, keeping the law of the Lord. You know, there are ways of the Lord, and I'm going to trust in his ways. I'm going to do it his way. And God blessed him. God was faithful. All the ways of Joshua, God was with him. See, biblical courage, I think biblical courage is also is about the courage to do things God's way. And also that's what biblical courage is. 
know, so we're not just here talking about just be strong and be courageous, you know, like the world. You know, you know self-confidence, that's not what it is. Biblical courage, scripturally, biblical courage is a courage, the courage to really choose the things of God, to do things the ways, in the ways of the Lord. Right? God's telling Joshua, Joshua, trust in my laws. You know, this is the key. This is the, this is the secret. And see what happens. You know, sometimes it's true. You know, life, especially nowadays, I mean, there's just so much going on in the world. You know, just even politics or, or the economy or, I mean, people, everyone has an opinion, right? If you post something, just one sentence on Facebook, like 50 million comments, I hate you, whatever. I mean, that's why it don't start, right? I mean, uh, everyone has an opinion. And sometimes it's really actually confusing time period. What does it mean for us to really be faithful to the Lord? It seems confusing. And two things I pray for uh, over, you know, my kids and my family and just our church in our generation. I think one is discernment, discernment and wisdom. And I think second is, uh, second is courage. I, I think we need men and women who are sensitive enough, who are connected enough, close enough to the Lord that we can really discern the heart of God. And where does the heart of God leading? God, is this really you? Or is it me? Because I feel like this is right, but is it really you? Humble enough to submit to the Lord. Lord, I need discernment. I need wisdom. I think our generation number one need is discernment and wisdom. And the second thing, honestly, I think is this. I think it's courage. Some of us, I think a lot of us, we grew up in the church, and some of us, I think we know. We know what is right. We know probably at the end of the day, this is what God wants. I think 85% of the, the, the choices that we have, I think we know. Right? We know. But yet, the second issue is what? It's courage. It's lack of courage. Because every time there are these moments and opportunities, and we just have a hard time stepping in. Because there's fear. We, we think through, oh, what about, what about this and this and this and family and children and money and all these issues, and we, we cower. Where these moments are opportunities for us to step in and experience something, encounter something of God. That is grand. So God tells us, remember me. Remember me. You can be strong and bold. Don't you remember who I am? All your years, I was with you. Favor after favor and faithfulness of the faithful. And that same God, I, I am here with you. And I have, you have my, my laws, the ways of me. Trust in my ways. And you can be bold and go forth. And lastly, verse 9, uh, God comes back again for the third time, right? Three in the Bible is what? It's completeness. Third time, reminding Joshua, have, you not, have I not commanded you again? Be bold and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And his last uh, promise uh, to Joshua and to us is, he promises his presence. He promises his presence. Whether we feel it or not, right, I think that sometimes that happens, right? We don't feel it. I don't feel Jesus. I don't feel the Holy Spirit. But we, we hold on to the promises of God. God says that he is with me, with us. He is with us. Whether I, I wake up one day and I don't feel good, God is still with me. It's fact always over feeling. The Christian faith is about truth, always over emotions. 
Both are important. But the emotions does not change truth. When God sent his son Jesus Christ to die on the cross uh, because he loves us, that truth does not change whether I feel a certain way or not. It's an absolute truth that our, our life is anchored. And God here, again, is reminding Joshua, Joshua, my presence is with you. So be strong. Be courageous. Go forth knowing who I am. I think um, we're going we're gonna to close soon. Uh, pray team if you could get ready. Um, I think being a Christian um, means giving glory, giving God glory in our acts of courage. And these acts of courage, it's not, I'm not just only talking about these big, humongous, historical, history-defining uh, uh, moments, but especially in the small things as we go through life. Sometimes it's just simply uh, having the courage to, to forgive somebody. To, right? Often, I mean, that's what's hardest to maybe even have that difficult conversation with someone or to have the courage to even just encourage someone even. In, a person, in our personal lives, the courage to uh, sometimes even battle our temptations, saying yes or saying no. I think it comes down to that. And I think God really honors that. You know why? Because I think courage is part of Jesus Christ's character. I think part of Jesus' character is, is courage. And when we step into courage, when we step in courage, and we make those difficult decisions and choices, I think God honors that. And I think about Christ. He came and um, all those stories and the moments that we know of Jesus' life. And he ends up going to the cross, uh, taking on that cross on behalf of our brokenness, our sins. I mean, that's courage. It's something about the character of Jesus that really reflected courage. And as his people, as we step into that, I think we really honor and glorify the Lord. Uh, our church, our community, we're going through a transition. And uh, for the next you know, weeks and months, and we don't know how long, year, um, we need wisdom, we need discernment. So I think we need as a community to take heart and we need courage. I think we need, we need strength. We need to trust in the Lord again. God, you have taken us this far. I mean, who knew? I remember, still remember 2010 coming up here for the first time. I think it was the previous service, October 3rd, before we launched October 10th. And we don't have a previous service coming up here. And, you know, I don't know, there was maybe like close to maybe like 90 people here. And honestly, I was preaching. I don't even remember what I preached. And thinking, man, this is going to fail. <laughs> I don't know where it's going to go, God. Trembling, fearing, what are we doing? I had no idea. But it was those, those, those moments of, of, of acts of faith, act of, acts of courage. We just stepped into it. The Lord, we feel like you're leading us, so let's go. Take us. We want to see. And slowly, small, you know, here and there, and God started opening doors and really showing us and taking us. You know, as a community, I think uh, God is, again, leading us to a new phase, new season. And uh, as a people of God, I think we need to come together 
and then pray and to seek the Lord together. So today, uh, as we close, uh, if we may, not too long, but can we just bow our heads, bow our heads together as a community of the Lord? Uh, Lord, we need, we need boldness. We need courage. We need your strength over our lives. So if we, if we may, let's take a moment. Let's take a moment. Can we just, let's pray over uh, our community here at New Mercy. Um, and let's really seek the Lord together uh, during this transition, God, that we want to honor you. We want to really honor you, Father. And all the fears, all our anxieties, all our concerns and worries, Father, they're, they're real. And God knows they're real. But also, let's, let's turn to the Lord. Lord, lead us. Lead me, Father. Show me. So if we just spend a, a minute, let's just spend a minute or two. Let's pray together. Uh, let's pray over our community. Uh, God, uh, may we become uh, strengthened uh, to, in your truth. Father, we want the boldness. Father, we need boldness. We need strength. We need, we need courage. So lead us out, Father. So, Father, we thank you.